What's up, everybody? This is Culture Court. What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords, and I'm Merlin. Tonight, we'll be getting to know the upcoming artist, Diaval. So, Diaval, why don't you tell us who is Diaval? Diaval. Diaval is a 33-year-old man uh, who's been chasing this crazy dream. Uh, it's, it's all I've ever known. You know what I'm saying? Since I was, since I discovered music, you know, mm-hmm. and since I, I was like 10 years old, and yeah, just uh, I don't know. It's all I've ever known. It's just like it's in me. It's like this, this, this freaking fire that, that just I can't put out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it's just, I can't put out, and it's all I've ever just in the back of my head. You know, you go to work. We all have jobs, right? You go to work. We have to pay the bills and we have to do with this and that just to live to fight another day. But for me, and I, I think I can speak for most artists, there's just like this 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 thing where we're, we're not content. You know what I'm saying? We're not content. We were born for something greater. And it's that we, we just, that's just who I am. Like, I cannot stop doing what I do. It's, it's second nature, you know? And I'm just a crazy person fucking dude i mean you've met me already (laughs) (laughs) when i'm in my home away from home in my zone like dude i'm just i'm just like fucking crazy (laughs) well i mean before we like get to know like your little backstory like why devil like what what was like Uh, what was that little idea oh so so we're gonna get deep so (laughs) devil uh translation of Diaval, uh for uh there's people that already know this i mean especially i mean the people who have been following me for a while yeah the translation of Diaval. first and foremost i'm not religious okay uh first and foremost uh, i'm not religious but the Diaval, the translation is devil all right uh hence with that but you see the little play that i got with devil right yeah dev is ill devil you know what i'm saying Again, I'm religious, but uh, from 2009 to the late 2019, I dealt with heavy depression. Like, I'm talking depression, like, fucking purposely working uh, graveyard shifts, security, on purpose, just to stay away from the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, the my worst enemy. I hold, I held myself back for so fucking long. You know what I'm saying? And just just I know what the dark is, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what that fucking is. It's a goddamn bitch. It took the life. Like it makes me emotional talking about it because it, it took the life of, of one of my uh like idols, uh fucking Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Can never meet him. You know what I'm saying? He's one of my idols, one of my heroes, and I can never meet him. And I'm still here. Like I made it out of that that mentality. I haven't been there in like three years, and and like I, I guess I uh, I saved myself, you know. And not many people are so fortunate or so lucky or have such willingness. Or I don't even know if it's will. I, I don't know what it is, but I was able to save myself, and I haven't been there. So depression, default my devil was depression. So it's like I took. I haven't defeated for depression. I just got it, like, just bottled it up. Or not bottled up, because that's terrible. You're not supposed to bottle up your emotions. I just have, I just have like, a strong arm around it. I have it in, like, tight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it doesn't control me anymore. It doesn't hold me back. And that, that's what, dear well, my devil was depression. I mean, thank you for sharing that, because it's not easy. I mean, any me- no. like anything like that, depression... Um, close yeah. ones dealing with clo- depression, close ones doing suicide. Like, it's not easy to take in. It's not easy to, like, control those emotions, deal with those emotions. And the fact that you're still yeah. here right now really shows strength in you and your yeah. character and your, like, your willingness. I can see willingness just because you yeah. didn't give up, you know? Yeah. Like, if there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. And, you know, again, because I'm talking 2009 to 2019, we're talking 10 years of this shit. No, no help, 
just just me just trying to figure this shit out you know what i'm saying and to the point where the point where i really just came to a stop and i had to like change just my mentality where i just stood in the mirror and i said it's been 10 years of this shit 10 more years of this you know 10 more years of this no and that and two with my relationship with like like with my wife and like my 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 daughters it's like it affected them so much that i was causing like my darkness was just like spreading to them you know and i just i had to i had to change i had to change that you know what i'm saying and i'm not a perfect person and to this day i'm still trying to like do better i have a lot of trust issues i don't necessarily make a lot of friends i'm very picky with who i make friends with you know just trust issues in the past and uh yeah that was that's that's i guess that was it you know why i decided to save myself or change you know just my my, my family was being affected yeah, i mean too. The fact that you're so vulnerable with and like sharing what exactly like happened with you, I think that also shows strength because not only did you see it affecting yourself and your like how you were handling your day to day life, but like you saw it affecting your wife, your kid, you know, like just because you were kind of battling your inner demons. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, Thank God I'm not there anymore, you know. But it's like, I look at it like this, you know what I'm saying? What I went through, and, and, and other people can probably relate to this. It's like, it's like a scar. It heals, but it's still there. The remnants of whatever the fuck, you know, happened or whatever you went through, it's healed, but it's it's still there. The scar is still there. You know, so I still have to deal with like shit that I, that, you know, for example, anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Tell me why I just get nervous. Like, for example, job interviews. At this right now, I, I'm like sweating. I get nervous. But when I get on freaking stage, it's like I'm ready to rock. Like, I'm ready to let's go. Like, like, like it, I'm home. I'm in my zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's fucking go, dude. You know? But tell me why that is. Like, that's that's crazy. No, it know? is crazy. I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from on that just because, like, I, the, it's funny, actually, you said, like, it's a scar because I actually said that um i don't know maybe a little while ago just talking about like battling my own de- inner demons right yeah. but then yeah. you said like it's like a scar you're always going to yeah. get reminded of it but how yeah. i put it was it's like a scar you're going to be reminded yeah. of it but i i still overcame it you yeah. know what i mean and th- i feel like that for me kind of just just gave myself like a pat in the back because only yeah. you know what you're going through even though it is affecting yeah. others even though you are talking to them you only know what you're going through. And like the fact that you can like go on stage and use your music yeah. as a release is yeah. just powerful in itself. Just because the people who can actually really relate to that, it makes the yeah. biggest impact. Yeah, no, it does, man. And uh, like, dude, I'm like a very like, like me, the kind of person I am. I am the chillest person you will ever be, dude. I'm like, I'm not, fr- I will treat you like a sister. Like, like, I'm just that, I'm just that kind of person. You know what I'm saying? But like, if I, I even say this in my music or whatever, if I just catch a little bit of hint of like some kind of disrespect, again, I have trust issues and I don't really make, I don't, I don't really make too many friends like that. You know what I'm saying? I have my, my circle is incredibly tiny, but if I let you into my circle, and it's a little bit of just like backstabbing or just disrespect. Like I'm going to get super like defensive. Like, like I have like this rage inside of me. Again, the scar that is there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's there. I have it under control, but I can tap into that fucking rage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like my mind, me, I'm just like, I, I went through this thing. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to disrespect people. I don't want to be a dick. You know what I'm saying? So let's say somebody disrespects me. I let them into my circle. I made friends with them, right? And they lie to me, backstab me, whatever. And then I respond with like, just aggressively, fuck you. And I just want to fight you. And da, 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 da. A part of me is like, no, dude, look what you went through. You don't want to cause the pain, the same kind of pain. You know what pain is. You don't want to cause pain. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so yeah, man. Like I, 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 sometimes I get in altercations with people, and it's like I have to remind myself, dude. 
you're, you're literally like just you're gonna ruin this person's day yes so what they probably have a bad day and they've ruined your day but don't contribute to that you know you know i feel like just negative energy just if you if you give it, it it's contagious you know yeah um I don't know. Just uh, it's, it's. I'm telling you, that scar, man. Like I can tap into some to some anger that is still there. It's like it's like a power source, I guess. Sometimes, and I use it for my music. Sometimes I'm feeling angry, and I'm just writing lyrics, you know. Uh, but but yeah, man. It's a it's a part of me that I have under control. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the anxiety thing. I'm still freaking working on it, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am not there anymore. Thank you to my goddamn self. I'm not thanking no God. I'm thanking me. Thank you to me because I got myself out of there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my that's my experience. You know, everybody's different, and you have to respect that. If anybody is suffering with any kind of thing, y'all can hit me up and talk to me. You know what I'm saying? You too. <laughs> Thank you. Know? you. I'm, I'm cool, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So. Yep. No, you're good. I mean, thank you for actually explaining yep. all of that, what you went through, your name. But I mean, I just wanted to go a little backwards and okay. talk about how you even started. Actually, before you even started, you said you started making music uh, when you were 10 years old, you know. Okay. Um, so like, what led you to music like was it a certain band maybe or was it the type of music you were surrounded with at that time all right dude check this out okay so i was 10 years old and i just remember i was sitting on this little this little uh uh like a little school chair the ones that you just go in that you, just, you slide in you yeah know what I'm talking about? the little okay. desk and chair attached to each other kind yeah. of thing yeah. So I just remember I was in my room and I used to be a hell of an artist. I used to draw Dragon Ball Z characters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to be a hell, like before music and all that, I was a hell of a good basketball player. Like I was really good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was a good artist. Like I used to draw and stuff. But I just remember, uh, I'm sorry but to say this, but I'm, I'm like whitewashed. I grew up in Westchester, California, and I grew up on Disney Channel. Okay. I grew up on Disney Channel. Uh, one night, I remember Backstreet Boys was playing live. This is back in 2000 when they released their album Millennium, okay? Okay. Uh, they came out live on TV, and as I'm watching this show, I tell my dad, we got to record this, where it's like a cassette or whatever. He records it for me. I still have this this uh, VHS cassette somewhere <laughs> in my parents' you know, dungeon of shit. Right. <laughs> so uh, Backstreet Boys, and I just remember just... Just, just watching this, 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 uh, this show, this, whatever was happening, the music, the choreography, the just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody was in, in sync or whatever, but I was drawn to Backstreet Boys, and something happened that I didn't notice then, but that was like the initiation, the discovery. The, I discovered, I, at that time I didn't know, music was already beginning to influence, to flow through me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Around the same time, I don't know for so I don't know I don't remember when it happened, but Eight Mile. I just remember seeing the movie Eight Mile with friggin' B Rabbit, and, and then I just I didn't discover Eminem who he was until I way later. Just B Rabbit, okay. Eight Mile, spitting rhymes, lyrics. I used to be a really good. Uh, I used to write poems. Actually, when I was in fifth grade, I won a poem contest. I got a poem published in a book. I do not remember this book. I do not know what this book is, but I, I literally have a poem published in a book somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Okay. It was a, a son, but I was already good with writing poems. And then I saw this movie, they're spitting rhymes, rapping. I'm like, oh, you can do this with words. You know, like, like syllables wise. I mean, you, you've heard, you've heard, you've heard what they can do, right? Like, yeah. whoa, you know? And then, that's how I got into just like music, uh, pop music, and then just the lyrical aspects of music. And then I discovered bands like, 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 again, this is within the same age range, right? Yeah. Uh, Papa Roach. Papa Roach, that's like more like new metal, mixing hip hop, rap, lyric, uh, rap type of vocals with rock. You know what I'm saying? Linkin Park, everybody knows Linkin Park. Mm -hmm. uh, P.O.D. Those are like 
my my mates those are like my mates and this is when i was a kid i just started discovering this and i was just like that's what i want to do backstreet boys and then i saw uh, like a, a recording of uh, papa roach was my favorite band they were performing i was like i want to do that i want to be on freaking stage and just goddamn rock you know yeah yeah i mean it's weird because i totally understand where you're coming from just because um so how old am i how old are you when you're in second grade or it doesn't really matter like second grade um i got this I, I was like becoming like a big old Britney fan, right? Uh, but it was more. Did you, did you wait? Wait. Uh, how old were you? Uh, However, uh, is second grade. Second grade. You, you never. I, I, I'm probably like. It's because I'm okay. Look, was like when I was a kid, uh, it was like Insync and Backstreet Boys, and then we used to have like these little things that we would get from I don't know where. I don't know if it was Burger King or I don't know where. These little cassette thingies yeah. that you would put into this little thing. You know talking about? Yeah. To collect those. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know what it, it, was, it looked like a toy, but it would actually play a certain track, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to collect those, dude. Dude. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, just like how you were with Backstreet Boys, that was the same way for me for, uh, um, I just forgot her name, Britney Spears. But like the thing that got drove me to Britney was her like, I don't want to say like sad, but like it was intense, it was emotional, um, like lucky. It's not a happy song if you li listen to it, right? Stronger if you listen to that song. It's like one of those songs where she's like, get more strength in myself. That's how I, then from Britney, I went into the Backstreet Boys. So like this whole path that you talked about just kind of felt like deja vu for me in a way because I even had a Britney Spears DVD that I would watch and I would be like, that shit is so cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, that ass, man. Like I even had DVDs of, again, I, I said uh, DVDs of Papa Roach, Linkin Park, of them just performing live, POD, just all these bands that were just influencing the crap out of me. Uh, I had friggin' Eminem live in New York. I still have it. You know, just just watching and studying and learning and just, just, just getting obsessed with this thing. And it's like, that's what I want to do. I, I knew, listen, I need you to listen. I knew what I wanted to be when I was a little kid, when I was like, when I, after I discovered this music about 10, 11 years old, I already knew what I wanted to be. Everybody wanted to, everybody was at like teachers that would ask me, so where do you see yourself in these many years, da, 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 rocking stages? Yeah. Yeah, like I knew already. Some people don't even, even at my age, some people, I know some people, they don't even know still what they don't, what they want to do. I've always known what I want to be, yeah. you know? No. And, uh, well, yeah, like I have my, my daughters, you know, I try to, you know, just try to hopefully, uh, you know, before my time is done on this earth, they will see that regardless that 13 years I've been in this game uh, or I've been trying to chase, the, you know, this this dream, this crazy dream that apparently is unattain unattainable. Uh, it's, it's, it is unattainable. It's just hard. You know, it's just hard. You know, uh, I mean, it's interesting just because like you were naming these bands um, that kind of right. like influenced you. Now I gave um, one of your songs a listen on Spotify, and then instantly I thought of Hollywood Undead. Hollywood Undead. Uh, I've gotten comparisons to obviously M. You can hear M in my voice. I earlier think on, earlier on, I, I had way too much of an Eminem voice kind of thing. Nowadays, it's more like you can hear, like you, you can hear the influence as opposed to. Uh, holy shit, he's trying to sound like Eminem. But yeah. the Eminem thing, obviously, he's one of my lyric by teachers. Mm -hmm. I, I see him as a teacher. Uh -huh. uh, uh, Hollywood Undead, I don't really listen to Hollywood Undead. Uh, uh, with the music, with the rock music, yeah. Uh, with my band, I used to get comparisons with a band called Four Years Strong as opposed to my voice, because I have like a really raspy voice. Uh -huh. You know? Uh, Four Years Strong, some of Sometimes I used to get like uh, comparisons to a day to remember. At least that's what we were trying to stay within the regions, but the confines of that, you know, I don't know if you've heard of a day to remember. Yeah, I know. I know a day to remember. But you know, I've heard that before. Hollywood and Dead and uh, I don't know. Uh, a rapper that's famous right now that he's, he's about my, my age range, or he's like, I think I'm older than him. NF. He's actually one of my favorite. Uh, rappers that I listen to, he's obviously an M, you know, he's a student of M, just like me, Yeah, you know? Um, no, I mean, I actually do see what you're talking about with the earlier stages of Eminem, just because, so it kind of like, yeah. 
the song that I was listening to, it blended like that rap, but also rock world coming together in a way. So yeah. like when you started off, you said you've been in the music industry for like about 13 years. Now you started off in a band before going yeah. into rap, right? So what was that like for you? Because I know we talked about it briefly on the phone. Okay, so uh, 2010, okay, uh, 2010, I joined my first band. Here's, here's, a, here's the crazy part about like when I joined my first band, okay? I was this young freaking 20 year old dude. You know, my wife was like 18 years old. Our daughters are like two or three, two, three years old. Uh, we're just cruising out one day and uh, uh, I think we went to dinner and then we're just headed back home. And we're just, for some reason, I think we were just talking about music and she was looking on her phone trying to find, like, I don't know, rehearsal studios. I don't just, I, I'm not entirely sure how this went about, but I just remember that we pulled up to a rehearsal studio in Hawthorne, which doesn't exist anymore. I went up in there. She encouraged me to go up in there. Go up in there and see if there's, like, postings, you know? Uh, there's bands looking for, for, for a vocalist. I found one. I didn't say shit, though. Again, I'm, and this is the beginning. I said 2010. I started my whole mental depressive thing 2009. So I'm already holding myself back at this point, right? It's at the beginning of my, my uh, depression journey. So I didn't say shit. I went back to the car. Uh, I'm driving away. She's asking me about a block away. Hey, so what happened? Did you see anything? And I said, no. But for some reason, my wife knows me. And she goes like, you're lying. And I look at her and I smile. And she goes like, turn around right now. <laughs> turn around right now. So I turned around at a red light. At a red light, she was convincing me to go back. I, I make that U-turn. And... Literally, because of my wife, the entire journey of me just trying to get somewhere, in, whether it's you know a band or just by myself, that's where it started. My wife forced my ass to turn around, U-turn, and go back and audition for this band. So, I mean, besides the fact that it shows your wife is like your biggest supporter, I mean, how did she know that you were passionate about music? Like, were you always playing music? Were you singing in the house often? Yeah. Uh, actually, when we met, <laughs> so my wife used to live across the street from my house. I had just moved in uh, to this to this house where we live, uh, where I live. I still live. My parents still live there. She used to live across the street, across the street. So apparently, I had just moved in, and she had just moved in with uh, with with her mom four or five months prior. Talk about like just just meant to be, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I had a dog. And one day I went to, to school. I was going to college at this point. I was uh, Santa Monica. Uh, I came home. I came, my dog wasn't home. Uh, I called my dad. Like, Where, where's girl? Where's girl at? My dad was like, somebody left a, a, a number. Just call the number. Call the number. This girl picks up. And I'm like, hey, uh, so I got the, uh, you have my dog. She goes like, yeah, I have your dog. And, and then I tell her, okay, cool. So where do you live? She goes like, I don't know my address. Oh, <laughs> shit. What, what, what do you mean you don't know their, your address? I just moved in, and I'm like, okay, just come outside and tell me what you see. She goes, I see a, I see this church, I see a school. Da, da, da. I'm like, dude, you live right across the street. I'll see you right now. Hang up, go over there. Uh, I get to the middle of the street. She's coming, walking with my dog. And then <laughs> she doesn't even look at me. She doesn't even acknowledge my assistance. She hands my dog over to me like this. Looks away and she goes, "Here's your dog." And I just take the dog. <laughs> I just put the dog happy, and I'm just trying to get eye contact with my wife, like, "Thank you." And she's like, "Yeah, okay." Oh, what? Why? <laughs> and then again, just to get back to your original question, we met, and then I just she she used to see me play my guitar on the steps of my house. Okay. Like she used to see me playing guitar on the steps of my house, and. Uh, Eventually, we started hanging out or whatever. And I used to, I would go over to her house, we would lay on like the grass outside, and I would play her songs. I would, I like, I would sing to her, and I would do some like fancy shit with the guitar to try to, you know, entice her. <laughs> <laughs> and it obviously worked, right? She's your wife yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she knew already. I used, I, I, I introduced her to some fans that she loves now, and I mean, she's always known, you know. Uh, about the whole music thing and she was the one who's always been go i believe in you 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Actually, she's the one. My logo. I don't know if you or anybody. I, I, the people that know me know, but my logo, my solo artist logo, she drew it. This is she drew this. So if I ever get famous, I owe her, I owe her some royalty money. You know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, she drew my little devil. It's supposed to be a ghost. This is supposed to be an eye. Okay. It's like, it's like, and this is the hat. It's like you're looking at me sideways, and if I had a hat, it's my eye. Oh, is that something? Like so a, that whole oh, okay, I see it right there. Yeah, so it's a it's sideways like, in that little. It's like you're looking at me like this, and it's my eye. Yeah, what yeah, and I see like that hat pointing that way, right? Yeah, and it's supposed to be a ghost. You know, it, uh, influenced by the little ghosts from freaking uh, uh, I think Mario. She said, I don't. Uh, she has a, like little devil tail right here. You know? So <laughs> she did that. And she just thought of that like one day, like randomly by herself, or yeah. did you give her this idea and then she drew it or? No, she did it. She came up with it. It was all her. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so she... that was what you said that was a, well, 2010 that you started with that rehearsal stuff. So, yeah, okay. I was like 20, 20 years old. I joined my first band. Damn. Yeah. And then, yeah, within the next couple of years, 2011, 2012, I joined two other bands. In total, I joined three bands until I was just like, you know what? You need to follow the the oldest rule in the book. If you want to, you want something done, you need to do it yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Twenty thirteen. That's when I just started getting to work on the first, my first record for my band on Hard Knock Life. And then from there, you just started like you were really into the music scene. You were really like working hard up to become where you are today. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's it called on Spotify? It shows like your first released song was actually um, back in 2017. And, and so I'm guessing like that around that area, that's when you were like, okay, I I really want to start taking this seriously. But then I guess in 2020, Anakin and Boo, really showed that you were on the right path because you were just getting so many streams on those two songs specifically. And that was just in 2020. Let me tell you something. There's actually one song that has blown up and it just, it's ever, ever since it has made me think maybe I should become a reggaetonero or some shit. I have one Spanish song. And if you, if you pull up Instagram, you would see how many plays I have on that one, as opposed to every other goddamn song, even my rock music with my band combined. Should I just become a reggaetonero? <laughs> I mean, wait. I mean, on Spotify, it shows um, Anakin for a hundred k. What? Yeah. Did you not know that? No. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I just I upload the music, and it's like it's like a pebble, like a rock in the ocean, right? It's just yeah. like. And hope one lands or sticks. You know what I'm saying? Remember, remember, it takes one song for you to blow up. Just, just one fucking song. Yeah, no. One song, and and you're set. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, no, yeah, I checked it sometimes, but I didn't. I didn't. Wow, hundred k. Hey, holy shit. <laughs> I I know. That's what I was just like. Damn, I'm gonna have him on my podcast. This guy's been like. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, dude. Like I'm I'm in my car. I'm friggin' sweating. I'm parked in a friggin' Target in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I was doing Uber Eats. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so with the band of Hard Knock Life, shout out my boys, Patrick, Austin, Danny. Uh, what's this guy? Chris, the OGs. I miss my boys. <laughs> I miss my boys. I miss rocking with my band, dude. You don't understand. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of pushed you away from the band to go solo? Life, man. Just uh, Sometimes. Listen, man, when I was with my band, we played awesome shows, man. We played House of Blues, Anaheim, House of Blues, San, uh, San Diego. We recorded with a freaking rock star that we looked up to. He was in a band that everybody knew about in the kind of music we were listening to. I don't know if you've heard of Escape the Fate. Uh, he, he was the guitarist. His name is Thrasher. We recorded our last EP, Moving Forward, uh, with him. 
And uh, that was like the highlight. I was like, holy shit, we're about to make it. We literally have this this guy, he's like the door to to get into this world we want to be in, you know? We recorded at his apartment, you know? And that was like the highlight. And uh, just life, life, you know? Sometimes life happens and uh, we're on hiatus. Age kill is not dead. As long as I am alive and as long as my boys are alive, one day we'll come back and we'll continue to rock stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, for now, this is I'm just focusing on me, you know, default. Right. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of putting it. But I mean, but being in that band, I'm sure it still led you to new opportunities, even making new connections, oh, yeah. right? Oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. I'm telling you, uh, it was a great run, you know, and, and everybody stand by for HKL. We're going to come back one day. Uh, usually I say when I blow up, I'll just bring HKL with me, you know. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, like me, I, as a driver, like I like driving. Like I like going out and just driving, you know, even for work. So as a touring musician, you're out on the road. Like I would love that, you know. Yeah, no, I get that. Just because you're just constantly like traveling, seeing new places, new experiences yeah. at the same time, right? Yeah, and I had, I had, I had a taste of that. And yeah. I was like, yes, like, come on, every day, you know, let's, 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 let's just keep pushing, uh, never give up. You know, you, you do this shit until you can't breathe no more. And that's what I'm trying to teach my daughter, yeah. uh, my seven-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, the last thing, like, if, if my time is up on this earth, I at least want to leave this earth knowing that she understands that I never gave up, you know, regardless of how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And regardless if I ever make a name out of myself or not, that's not the point. You do what you love, you do it because you love it, and you never stop doing it, and you just, you just go big or go home every time. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, at least for me, not not being a musician, but just having this podcast. You know, I just started this this year and it's just like, if I gave up maybe a month in, would I be able to talk to you or meet you in person? Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, I totally feel that. But I mean, just, so we're talking about like your band and then how you kind of spread your wings and like started a name for yourself. Now, did you want to like include that sound from the band and then include your own voice with that or like how did the sound of Diaval come to play uh, let's see uh i don't know just uh i do what i do you know I, I for example i like like when i'm trying to when i look for beats right when i look for beats uh yeah i'm trying sometimes i try to find beats that, are, that have maybe like you know, like guitar like rock you know rock things uh rock inspirations, rock sounds to them, you know? Uh, but for the most part, like, when I'm looking for beats, I try to find beats where I can both express my lyricism and my vocals, you know? Uh, I have a few songs where people, like, can, they can hear me doing a little bit of, of both, you know what I'm saying? Shit, I even have songs where I've tried to, uh, I've attempted country. Like, I've tried to do the whole country thing. You know, I, I don't really have twang in my voice, but I, you know, I've even attempted to do that. I just do what I do, and I and I try to do the best that I can, you know? Uh, now, you, yeah. you were talking about, like, songwriting, like, from an early age, and how, like, yeah. that still comes to you, I don't want to say naturally, but just with ease. Now, depending on, like, what song, what the song is about, like, how you're feeling, would you say that's, that influences the sound um yeah okay look, look look here's the thing if for example the person that i buy beats from right he has like a a, a but like a buttload of just beats if i'm going to the if i'm going to the beats right i'm just like going to the beats my process is if i come across a beat and i can already hear the song in my head if i can already hear how the song is going to go and the song, and, and, I mean, and the beat is kind of in like uh, my type of, of something I would sing or rap on. Like, I already have a banger. You know, sometimes it just comes to me. Like, uh, 
I remember when I was a kid, I would write a song. I would, no, I would write like at least two to three songs a day. That's how much practice I used to put when I was a kid. Learning song structures. You know what I'm saying? The different kinds of strong uh, structures. You know, you have like your 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 verse, which is A, and then you have your chorus, and then you have your B, uh, which is your second chorus. C would be your your uh, your bridge, and then D would be you know the, the ending chorus. You know what I'm saying? And then there's different ways of writing uh, music, song structures, and I've been doing that since I was a kid. So uh, yeah. Uh, well i mean i'm guessing like it just comes naturally for you because you like started this as a kid like you kind of you learned that structure what works best for you right when i used to do when i was younger when i was younger i used to be a little bit more cocky that what you're saying where, where shit just comes to me this is gonna be super cocky i used to call it my god link my god <laughs> little Kanye roaming around the streets. <laughs> but, that's how, that's, but, you, but you see, look, listen, that's that's how it is for most of us. Like, yeah. which is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, but I mean, hopefully other artists can agree. Like, as an artist, you just, your mind is always working. You always hear these freaking, this, this, these beats or these words. And, and I don't know, your mind is always being creative, mm -hmm. you know, as an artist. And then, uh, I mean, take a look like MCs, you know what I'm saying? Like their minds are always working. Like they, like rap battle rappers, they do shit that I can't do. They can come up with shit on the spot, but their minds are just working, being creative with words, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm just constantly working, being creative with song structures, with with melodies, and just yeah, it's just years of uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say training, just practice. Yeah, years of practice. You know, it takes a lot of practice, you know? I mean, I I feel like that's right. Like, it comes with practice, but it also comes through with experience. You know, that like, experience. you're not a new artist. Not saying that new artists don't have this skill of yours, but it's just, like, the practice you put in, the work you put in, the things you've seen, everything kind of goes to play, and you put that into words. Like, yeah. if you didn't really go through what you went through, maybe it wouldn't be so much of a rock song or maybe it wouldn't have so much rage or a, ups, like sadness in it. Like you really never know until you experience those things in life. Right. Yeah. 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 And I agree. just looking at the Spotify again, um, you released two songs this year. Is that right? I think. <laughs> Here, I'll let you know. So on Spotify, you released two songs this year. It was actually Final Lesson. Interpock, yeah, Interpock. Uh, Final Lesson, I wrote that for my daughter. I made it a mission to write a, a song for my daughter, just in case anything happens, you know? I just had to tell her what I had to tell her, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's what Final Lesson is. Interpock, that's just me, you know, uh, you know, uh, showing my respects you know, to, to one of my one of my idols, man, Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Tupac, and it's just like, and and that song. I don't know if you've ever listened to Tupac music. I mean, he usually speaks about real life shit. He speaks facts. He's you know he's real on his music. Yeah. So that's what I try to do, folk uh, lyrically wise on Interpac to speak about shit that's real. You know, uh, for example, like homelessness. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed. Homelessness, homelessness has freaking increased, dude. I mean, there's freaking encampments everywhere. Like, it's crazy. People are actually living in tent, like, more so more than before. Like, there's actual streets that are going down for a mile, which is people in their RVs. Or just people living in, in like, base camps that they built. You know what I mean? Like, what the heck? It's crazy. No, I mean, like, with all these... um things that are going on with our society with homelessness with um yeah. this with that now like creating music uh -huh. do you think it really is a powerful tool 
even if you're not speaking directly, but it can be like a subtle message where it can reflect off of homelessness and maybe even other issues? Of course. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm not blind to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like even even now what's going on overseas. I mean, you know what's going on overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh like I'm I am always aware of what is going on. Uh sometimes me and my wife we talk and I try to talk to her and uh sometimes we argue, sometimes we agree, like because she doesn't really like to talk about things that she has no control over because it just makes her sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all the homeless people on the street. I wish I could just, if I had a million dollars, just, just like, I'm not materialistic. Like money doesn't rule me. If I had money, I would my goddamn self go and just try to help as many as possible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's who I am. I'm always aware of just what's going on. Animals that are being, uh, you know, like in, in shelters, you know, sometimes when they don't find people to adopt and they just kill them. Dude, like if I could, like I'd go to every goddamn friggin' uh, you know pound and save as many of them as I can, you know. Yeah. Like I'm never blind, and as an artist, if if you know you want to speak about real shit in your music, which I I would listen to, I I personally would like rap, uh, listening to rap rappers specifically, right? Any music, but just rappers specifically. If you're talking about real shit, I want to listen to you. Yeah. I want to listen to you. Like, I don't know, for some reason, most rappers are just saying the same shit over and over again. It's like, I heard this sermon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I heard this already. The last guy said he was dope. You're saying you're fire. The other guy said he's the shit. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're just going around in circles. But don't get me wrong. Like, sometimes I say you know, shit like similar shit like that, you know, when I'm just, you know, I'm just spazzing out rapping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, back to like inner pop song, you know, I like writing songs like that. Where I'm just telling you shit. Like, listen, this is, this is what I'm seeing. This is real. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, it's not me trying to, not me trying to like rap, rap and syllables and da, 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 da. I'm telling you, look, homeless people outside, and all this shit that's going on is I'm tapping into my data pods, but you know what's too far, you speak real, I'm speaking real, that's the purpose. No, I mean I personally enjoyed Interpoc and I'm glad you that you you know explained it how and yeah. why it was made because like for me listening to that, just as a listener, you know, you're the one who created it, but just as a listener, it kind of gave me like it, it it ignited me in a way. Sure. Like it pushed me. You know, and I felt like that's why. And like you said, you like listening to rappers who say real shit, you know, not just talking about money, ass, whatever. And that's like one of those songs that you could listen to. It's not like rage, but it's just like, yo, like be better in a way. Like, what are you going to do to be better? Yeah. I mean, we have these artists like um, Michael Jackson. He created like Heal the World, right? Uh, John Lennon, he created the song Imagine. The list goes on. And they actually talk, not just rappers, but they talk about stuff that's happening. You know, you talk about homelessness. One thing that really bothers me, well, like if I had all the money in the world, I would like do a festival so I can give like part of that money to like kid no, uh, child no hungry or kid no hungry just because like seeing like kids like these next generations but not having like the tools they need or like barely surviving not having food or water like that that gets to me you know because it's like how are they going to become the next generation if they don't have that stuff yeah you know so you know know, uh one of one of my idols uh I don't know if you, you know Paul Walker, correct? Yeah. Paul Walker. Yeah. It's one. I mean, put the put the actor aside, put the movies aside. Not many people know these things about Paul Walker. Paul Walker, why he's one of my idols, and why I looked up to him so much, and why his death back in I, I forgot when it was, 2013 or around there, when he died, like I literally cried. I remember working fonts, and my wife called me. She goes like, "Hey, so." Paul Walker, he died. And I just started crying, sobbing. I used to work at Delhi Department in 2013, 
and bonds. And I started crying. I cried about a man I've never met. But here's the, here's the thing about Paul Walker. This man, he had a, he had a, a, what is it? I think it was a nonprofit. I think it's still going. It's called Reach Out Worldwide. He had an organization for first response to like, uh, you know, if there was like tragedy somewhere or like, like, uh, like earthquakes, first responders to go and help, you know? And this man just, he did so much to help people, you know? And people don't know that. Yeah. Like people don't know that shit. I think one time he, uh, he was looking like he was at a jewelry store and uh, he saw like uh, that uh, a couple they they found a ring and I, I guess they couldn't afford it. I'm not entirely sure of the story, but they couldn't afford it or something. But the point is that he he didn't say anything. He just told the person that owns the store who was working the store like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy this ring. Just give it to them." And like he left without saying a word. And then later on, I guess these people found out that he had bought the ring for them. Like it's like it's like you understand. It's like, it's like little, it's a stupid ring, but it's just like the action that he was willing to take. He probably spent a lot of money on this ring, but the money didn't matter. It's just, it's just like try to make somebody's day, try to make somebody smile, try to, I don't know, just be an awesome person, you know? No, I mean, I feel that. Forget the money. Just, you know, you see, uh, but yeah, uh, where were we? (laughs) No, I mean, I actually just wanted to add on to that just because like what you're talking about with Paul Walker. I mean, like, yeah. just going off of naming a few, like, celebrities, like, in the movie, TV industry, it'd be, like, Angelina Jolie, Drew Barrymore, for me, that kind of just, you respect them a little bit more, you know, yeah. like, going for those two, like, going for their their experiences, their trials, everything that they had to deal with, and still becoming the person that they are today, you know, yeah. it's just, like, queens, like, I have so much respect for them, you know? But then, like, going back to, like, Paul Walker reminds me of Shaq. Like, you hear, like, these stories and he's, like, he's, there's a kid in the store. He buys them, like, a pair of sneakers, you know? Like, he's not only an athlete, but he's an entrepreneur. He has so many businesses, so many chains. But I feel like, in a way, it's what you're talking about. Like, it's not about getting recognition for that on his name, but, like, rather seeing, like, others grow with him. Uh, it's like what's in your heart, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. just put, put the money aside. Put all put all that shit aside. Who are you as a person? What is in here? Mm-hmm. What is in your heart? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I feel that. I mean, like just talking about like where we are today, especially with those two songs that we mentioned, "Final yeah. Lesson," "Inner Pog," like just two right now but 2023 isn't over but does that mean you have more music coming up soon dude i have I have <laughs> you don't understand dude and i think other artists could agree i don't know i don't know but listen i have songs beats i have beats and songs written to these beats that go years i have ye- like songs with years on them that i haven't even recorded yet yeah. But here's a problem with me, dude. I have so many songs that I've written that have literal years on them. Like, we're talking six, seven years that are just sitting there waiting for me to record. Problem with me is, before I can actually get to these songs, because I like to keep working, and keep, you have to keep working. I mean, you have to, you know what I'm saying? You have to keep <laughs> practicing. You, 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 never, you never stop practicing. You always keep growing. You yeah. always keep trying to learn, mm-hmm. you know? So I have all these songs that just build over the years. And the reason that happens was because I just, after I write a song, I go and find another beat. I write a song for that and it just stays there. And then I don't know, for, for whatever reason, I just don't have the time to go to the, the studio or whatever. They just get stacked up and stacked up. But I have a little over a thousand songs that need to be recorded. So music, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's all. <laughs> And I have music until I'm like in my late sixties, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here maybe I should ask this a better way. Will we will we be expecting a release anytime soon? Yes, in a couple months. Yeah. In a couple months. Okay. All right. Couple months. Yeah, that, that's that's my time frame. I try to release music every one, two, or three months. That's like the time frame. Okay. I mean, that's like kicking off 2024 pretty strong, right? Releasing a new single. 
Yeah, but for sure, yeah. I mean, uh, what about a performance? Are you just focused on this one track, or are you trying to perform more too? Um, I used to put on my own shows. Maybe I should start doing that again. Uh, but but the, again, it's like from what I told you earlier on, right? Like I can book, I can put a show on at Chain Reaction, House of Blues, or whatever. What's the point if nobody's gonna show up, right? Mm-hmm. So what I started doing is going to shows like the Nerd Night Show. That you know, those like I already said, that's very important type of shows that you gotta go to. Yeah. And uh, open mics, open mics, and kind of uh, I don't know. Uh, the thing about open mics for me is. No, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like I'm higher, like on life or on my fucking cloud or whatever. I literally just do not have the time to go to open mics and hope that I'm gonna perform. You know? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm 33 years old, dude. I have a family. Maybe I had time in the past. You know? Yeah. But now, like, I just don't have the time to. Yes, I'm gonna go to this open mic and hope I, I perform. So, uh. Yeah, I keep my eye out for opportunities, and whenever those opportunities arise, you will know. I think Nerd Night told me on uh, that one show. Yeah. I think they told me about some show they're probably going to put on pretty soon, and I, I might hop on that. For sure, I'm going to hop on it. I, dude, I rock with Nerd Night. Shout out my boys at Nerd Night. I fucking love you guys, man. Yeah, no, yeah. shout out to Nerd Night, just because that was, especially for me, that was so much fun, like, actually interviewing you guys at the spot live. Like, that was fun. Yeah. So yeah, uh, any any shows coming up with Nerd Night, I'm definitely gonna be on board. Any other shows aside from that, yeah, for sure. I'll just you know just keep an eye on my uh, on my uh, IG. My IG is like my main hub. I have everything else, Facebook, blah, 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 but uh, IG is like my main hub. So stay tuned. And for new music and for shows, which for sure are in the future. And so, like for people who are on here right now, or just listeners of this podcast, can you plug in that social um, Instagram handle? Yep. Uh, Instagram at Lil Dev underscore ill L I L T E V underscore ill. My stage name is Diaval, but I mean, I, it kind of seems like everybody just recognizes me off of my Instagram handle. Just call me Dev. <laughs> <laughs> Dev, Dev. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There we go. Whatever, whatever works. But at least now we have that. You said it, so now people know where to go follow you and. I'm going to attach those links that you send me onto the episode. So it's just going to be a click away so they can follow you on here. They can check out your Spotify, SoundCloud, all the good stuff. Yes, for sure. Um, I want to thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for putting me the, putting me on. Thank you for what you do. You have no idea how much this helps us artists and it helps you. I mean, cause you're trying to, you know, build your your their podcast you know what i'm saying so it's like a win-win for both you know what i'm saying so on behalf of everyone thank you for what you do no i mean okay. thank you for i mean talking with me that night at nerd night and being down to being on this podcast like i said i just started this year so the fact that you want to be part of my journey and grow with us sure i'm thankful yeah. for that i mean it's the teamwork right <laughs> Sure, but thank you again for being on the podcast. Okay, thank you so much. I had a, I had a lot of fun. The shit was awesome. Till next time. Till next time, well, baby. <laughs> if you like this episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe for future episodes. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Culture Chords. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Peace.